This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. And there it is. That's as good as it gets on this stage. Nissan Townstar EV strikes again. It's an unstoppable van. Unstoppable. Look, just fantastic. You can actually see the ProPilot technology in action. Effortless parallel parking. It moves with all the confidence that comes with a five-year warranty. And with a bench full of all-star van experts, there's real strength in depth here. That's all-star quality. Search Nissan Townstar EV and visit your local all-star van centre to see for yourself. Terms and conditions apply. Five years or 100,000 miles, whichever comes first. ProPilot is an advanced driver assist technology. Driver's responsibility to stay alert, drive safely and control vehicle at all times. Hey guys, quick thing. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by Mook Delivery, bringing you the food you love. Mook Delivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the result, you'll always be winning with Mook Delivery. So the only question left to say is, are you in? Order now on the McDonald's app and you can get reward points delivered too. So the ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus, rewards registration required, points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Hello and welcome to the Guna Tour. Back again with you guys for another show, for another episode of our Raw Reaction series, our daily 8am UK show in which we give you guys all of the latest Arsenal transfer information, keep you guys up to date what's been going on and most importantly trying to make some sense of the chaos that we find ourselves in every single day. Uh, first things first, uh, this is the first transfer morning show since we hit... 25,000 subscribers. So I just want to say a massive, massive thank you to everyone that's been supporting the channel, that's been watching the shows every single day, that's made this part of their morning routine. As I always say, uh, it's it's crazy uh, that we've reached this stage, but uh, it's here. And, uh, and I, I kind of wanted to do something for it. I am going on a holiday tomorrow uh, for, a while, for five days, so it, it might be tricky to do something immediately. Um, but yeah, we, we made it, uh, 25 K, which is crazy. I mean, we, um, I was tempted to do kind of a, a show on like how TGT got to 25 K. Um, if, if that was something that people would be interested in to kind of go through the story, but I am actually doing a show a little bit later on, uh, with Chris Carpenter on a Burkamp Wonderland where I'm going to be talking a lot about the channel. Uh, as well so please please make sure you go check it out that show um but i just want to say a massive thank you mainly to you guys like whatever i do is whatever i do but without like your help and support in the chat and in the viewership and on twitter and sharing stuff i mean yesterday was quite funny if you were watching the the stream on the arsenal live website you may have seen my tweet come up on the uh on the feed so that was quite funny uh in itself fair play uh, ironically on the breakdown show of all things as well so Lots of things to going on, a lot of things to talk about uh, today as well. The news doesn't stop. I'm not doing an ITK Rater show thing today, even though it is Sunday. I'm just kind of giving that a bit of a, a rest for the moment because I think that so many of them have been put in the mud at this point. <laughs> I am literally would just be stoking the fire at this point. So uh, until anything silly really comes out in the next few weeks, we're probably going to pause the ITK Rater stuff. It is quite funny, admittedly, and it is a lot of fun to do. But uh, I'm just going to take a little bit of a step back and just focus on the news. First things first, though, 
in association with the fact that we've now hit 25k and thank you ever so much everyone in the chat box i'm reading through all of your comments i promise and thanks to all the messages by the way on insta and uh, and on twitter as well um but something that we're going to be starting that's completely new to the channel next season is uh something called the tactical breakdown the reports where i'm going to be with the help of some experts and some journalists breaking down every single month the performances of our loanees. So, for instance, William Saliba, we're going to be doing a show in association with the guys over at the Marseille View to give you guys a monthly breakdown of the loan players' performances. So I'm hoping to get one on Daniel Ballard, who's going to be away at Millwall this season, and any other players that go out on loan. Probably not Gendouzi, because we can imagine he's going to go. And Mavropanos is, is also going to be going. So, uh, But the ones that specifically have a future at the club or are, are still young i've got a lot more development still to go at the club the likes of nikolai moller if he ends up going out on loan etc we're going to be doing a dedicated show every single month to those players and the first one that we can confirm that we're going to be doing is on william saliba so if you've ever wondered and you haven't got the time to watch the Liga games and want like a 10 minute breakdown every month of how that player has been you're going to get that in these monthly reports of our loan players. So I look forward to giving you that content throughout the next season. Let's move on, though, to the first kind of bit of news of the day, which revolves around the fact that we, of course, did uh, play a game yesterday and specifically Nuntavaj got his first goal. Not only have we started to make signings, but they're already uh, they're already scoring goals, which is fantastic. And uh, that was the tweet that I put up yesterday that you may have seen go a little bit Arsenal viral. Um, that he said in an interview that he can score with his right foot, and he certainly wasn't lying. So uh, that's good, great to see. I have my reservations about him, but he's quickly proven them wrong, which is fantastic to see. Let's move on to the main bits of news then. Mikel Arteta spoke after the game yesterday, and he said that we didn't have any injury, which were real positive in the first week. We're going to have some new faces arriving, probably, so very positive. Uh, which is fantastic news for Arsenal fans. Obviously, we've been waiting to see Arsenal really kind of commit to the idea of signing players. There was a big backlash after Arteta's comments after the Hibernian game where he was saying we're very happy with our one signing, blah, blah, blah. And there was a big backlash to that. So maybe this is a little bit of a response to get the fans a little bit kind of geared up, a little bit uh, excited about what is to come. I know using the word excited a little bit wary, um, but uh, but some good news in that regard. And the question is always going to be, who are those new faces going to be? Well, we know a couple of them, and then we're going to talk about that when we get on to our possible ins. Regarding Joe Willock uh, and the possible move to Newcastle, uh, this is still very much a loan situation, and we will, of course, provide you with a dedicated loan report should Joe Willock go on loan in the Premier League next season. Um, but Joe Willock specifically, uh, the reason why Newcastle aren't looking to, to buy him is because they can't afford it from the looks of things, which is unsurprising. We know how much Liverpool, uh, Liverpool Newcastle are restricted by their ownership and how much they can spend. And it depends on how much Arsenal were kind of asking for Joe Willock as well. We imagine it was upwards of £20 million. Alone is just not good for either party, really. Um, mate, the only way I can make sense of a loan for Joe Willock is to say, look, if he signs a new contract, I know we did all this with the Saliba situation as well, but if he signs a new contract, then it makes more sense. Because uh, if he's not going to get in the Arsenal team this season, it's better in playing Premier League football week in, week out, and proving that he should be in the Arsenal team. 
but only if he signs a new deal. If he doesn't sign a new deal, I think his current one runs out in 2023. So he'd return to Arsenal with just a year left on his deal, which would put Arsenal in a really weak position. So if they can get him signed up to a new contract and then send him out on loan, then it would make a lot more sense. But for the moment, we are still waiting on that kind of decision to be made by the club. Uh, Interestingly, another bit of news and a quote from the Inter CEO, Morata, who's been talking about Hector Bellerin and specifically uh, the possibility of signing him. He says, Hector Bellerin is a player that we're following, but I can't say more. He then goes on to talk about Alex Tellez from Man United. I can't exclude this possibility, but we're making our plans and we'll see. We're now planning to keep our best players after selling Hakimi. Now, Bellerin, of course, we know has been for a long time linked with a, a move to Inter Milan. This is pretty much legitimizing the, the fact that there is that link there. Um, it's so funny when I wrote that piece about uh, trying to how you can avoid being ITK'd because some deals are very predictable to see being linked. And this was one of those that I put in that piece. And I bet you see some people claiming that he's going to start going to Inter Milan because it's something that could happen. And it looks like it very much is that case. So in terms of Hector Bellerin leaving, it looks like a matter of time, to be honest. I'd be very shocked to see, see him still at the Arsenal at the end of this uh, current transfer window, but we will wait and see. Let's move on to Alexandra Lacazette, who also has very interestingly um, been linked to a move away from Arsenal. And Ian McGarry from the Transfer Window podcast has said that I've been told that Lacazette has been very marketed very aggressively around Europe, but without any particular interest that is strong enough to suggest that Arsenal will be able to offload Lacazette. Now, this is a very interesting story because we know that Lacazette is well-liked by Arteta, but with just one year left on his contract, we're in a situation with him that we could ultimately see him move away from Arsenal to then reinvest money into a possible striking target. We've heard about interest in players like Tammy Abraham, in Andre Silva, who's now at RB Leipzig. In previously, back in the early part of 2021, we heard of links to Yeremchuk, the Ukraine striker. Arsenal are definitely monitoring the situation of strikers because they know they may need to go in for one. And so the fact that we are now looking like we are ultimately shopping him around to certain clubs to see if there's any interest from certain clubs, it may mean ultimately that uh, he does end up leaving this window. I'd find it surprising if he does, but the option and the possibility is certainly there. So we move on to the possible ins and the two players that we can expect to see Arsenal signing uh, very soon. It seems to be indeed Ben White and Sambi Lokonga. Uh, Arteta did talk about the fact that new faces will be expected to arrive. At least these two are expected to be the first ones that do arrive after him saying that. Lokonga has been in England for a while, just going through quarantine. Ben White, of course, would not need to quarantine because he's already a homegrown player based in England. But he will be waiting until he comes back from his holiday, which supposedly ends on the 26th of July. So in six days. Same day as my holiday ends, maybe. We've, we end up, maybe, maybe we're holidaying together. That's clearly what's going on. Um, but uh, in regards to that, he's going to be coming in and doing a medical on the 26th when the sounds of things. And then obviously he won't be available for Florida, but should be available for the two games against Spurs and Chelsea at the end of the preseason fixture list. Lukonga, though, should hopefully be available for the Florida trip. So we get our first look at Sambi Lukonga when playing against Inter Milan. And then either one of Millionarios or uh, uh, Everton. So I look forward to seeing what happens in Florida and hopefully a lot more positive results than we've seen so far in preseason. Although, if you know a bit, a bit of history about the Invincible season and their preseason games, um, then you'll know that maybe the omens are in our favour going into the next season. 
Moving on, obviously, we did do a video yesterday on Ben White. I was joined by the Athletics Brighton correspondent, Andy Naylor, who talked a lot about Ben White. If you're very sceptical about Ben White being signed, especially for £50 million, I actually used the question in the show, if Andy was in a room with someone who was very sceptical, how would he convince them? Um, and he gave a very good answer. So if you want to find out more about Ben White, why it's a good thing that Arsenal have signed him and why indeed he is worth £50 million, then please do go and watch that video. Uh, last couple of things to talk about, Manuel Locatelli. This is an interesting one that came out developments from Arsenal's protracted kind of chase of the Italian midfielder is that we clearly want him. Juventus also wants him. Juventus can't afford him. Arsenal can afford him. Juventus are his preferred destination to the point where reports from Italy have said now that he would actually rather stay at Sassuolo for another season than commit to joining Arsenal this summer, which, you know, make of that what you will. I think hopefully that means that Arsenal can move on from this and move forward from this type of signing and go on to either the likes of Toyn Miners, Ruben Neves, um, Yves Basuma possibly, players, Aguirre Rodriguez, players that ultimately are much more gettable and that will want to come into the club as well. Renvald in the chat, 460 people watching, just 68 likes. Come on, guys, let's try and get up to 100 likes in the next few minutes or so. Let's smash that like button. Last story of the day in regards to possible transfers in Hussem Awar. Arsenal have supposedly ended their interest in Hussein Awar. Uh, this is news that was breaking yesterday. Arsenal are no longer interested in signing the French midfielder, according to reports coming from France and specifically Le Ten Sports. Now, Le Ten Sports are not the most reliable French outlet. They are the ones that obviously linked us previously with the likes of Camavinga and actually said initially that we'd even put a bid in for Awar. So, if you were to get a grain of salt, it would probably be the size of my head, which is pretty big, um, to take this one with. Um, but I'm sure there's still interest. But the reports from France are that uh, Arsenal have indeed ended their interest in Hussein Awar, which could see him leave for Spurs. If that deal with a swap deal for Ndombele happens, I will laugh my head off. Um, but uh, pray then that he does prove me right and doesn't indeed prove me wrong playing for Spurs. If he was to come into Arsenal, we would obviously hope for the opposite. So there you go. That is all of the possible transfer news today. And we do move on to the last part of the show, which is, of course, our Q&A section and answering your questions in the chat box. So if you do indeed have a question that you'd like to ask, please make sure that you put it into the chat box now. I'm going to go through as many as we can in the next 10 to 15 minutes or so. Just briefly, uh, as I said, I am on holiday next week, but I am endeavouring to do these 8am shows continuously, but it doesn't mean, it probably means that there won't be any other shows uh, during that period, just the 8am morning shows, and there won't be this crazy background. It will be because I can't take the green screen with me. Um, but stu be, please do uh, still tune in for the 8am shows because I'll endeavour to try and get you guys. But I don't know what the internet situation is going to be like there. It could be dreadful. Take Taking cables, I'm taking everything to try and set myself up, so it should be fine. But you never know; you can never guarantee these things. Uh, so fingers crossed. Let's go into the chat and go to your questions. Please drop a like on the video already if you haven't done so, and please make sure you drop a subscription as well. Uh, Manoush says, "Tom, is it not possible to bring an ex-Arsenal player on the channel so that we can get an insight of what they think the club's present situation?" Manoush, we actually spoke to Kevin Campbell very recently on the channel. That you know, the video is still up there. I think it was last week uh, that we did that so please make sure you do go and wa uh, watch that because Kev does talk a lot about the club situation we've spoke to Anders Limpar we spoke to Alan Smith we've spoken to a number of players on the channel 
um, that used to play for the Arsenal to get their thoughts and feelings on the club right now. So make sure you go and find them because they're very good watches. Uh, Ans14 says, as Locatelli is no longer available for Arsenal, who do you want Arsenal to go for? And who do you think is more likely for us to go for? I think the most likely outcome will be a Ruben Neves coming into Arsenal and us really pushing for him from Wolves because he's available, Premier League ready, no need to quarantine, can transition very easily as well. The other person I'd look at is maybe Aguero Rodriguez. That link hasn't gone away. It has very much persisted and continued throughout the early parts to the middle part now of the window. So that's possibly a reality. The Twin Coop Miners one is a very recent link, which could show some credibility, but it's very quiet and it's coming out specifically from the Netherlands, which has not yet been uh, co kind of confirmed by those reports coming out of England. And the other one, of course, is Eve Basuma. And um, when I spoke to Andy Naylor yesterday, who is the Brighton correspondent for The Athletic, I did ask him about Eve Basuma, and he still said it's very much unknown. Like we, They don't know what's going to be happening with him. They've got Enoch and Wepu coming in and have brought him from Red Bull Salzburg. He could be a replacement. He could be a partner for him. There is no guarantees that Basuma leaves, but... There was an expectation earlier on in the window that he would be going. So we still have to wait and see on that one. Matt Thornton says, do you think the club has had some encouragement from Locatelli's camp to still be chasing him? Doesn't seem we are leaving it anytime soon. Matt, to be honest, my absolute thoughts on this is more so, I think that a lot of the noise is coming out from the Sassuolo camp to try and force uh, Juventus into panicking and pushing for a deal for Locatelli at the price that Arsenal are willing to pay for the player. So... I think that, for me, um, is, is what it's going to be. And I don't think Arsenal will get him because I think our name is just being used to drive up Juventus's kind of price for the player, which is a shame, but it is something that happens very regularly in the sport. Ovik says, Tom, would you take Ramsey back if he were to take a discount on a season-long loan? Absolutely not. So I'm feel- I love Ram Ramsey. I-, I consider him a legend in the modern era, but I-, I just think once you've moved on from a player like Ramsey, you don't go back. And uh, he's 30, he's got big wages. Yes, you say take a, maybe a, a pay cut on those, but not for me. I don't think it's the right decision for Arsenal. We should give more time to our own rather than bringing in, say, Ramsey for a season-long loan. So not for me. Um, Colin says, what about the second-string keeper? Gone very quiet on the whole Ramsdale and Johnston fronts. Uh, nothing new has, has come out regarding those two. Maybe we'll see that kind of accelerate now that Arsenal have kind of completed their talks and negotiations with Brighton and Andelect for Sambi Lukonga and Ben White. And once those two are confirmed and we've got a few more players out, maybe you'll see us pick up pace in regards to some more incomings, such as that backup goalkeeper. Uh, Savik says, happy to have suggested the Marseille view to you on Twitter, mate. Cheers and looking forward. Yes, Savik, yourself and a few other people did suggest the, the Marseille view to help us out with the Saliba videos. They are a fantastic podcast focusing specifically on that club and the struggles that they have to face so i'm looking forward to hearing what they've got to say about our little french little french he's not little he's giant our tall french defender uh matt g says i bet tom wants to take his green screen all over the missus that way it wouldn't fit in the car i mean i've got the biggest car in the world so it wouldn't have fit in there matt uh, unfortunately uh chris p says thoughts on erdogan potentially being back on um this isn't confirmed yet this is all basically spiraling out from the fact that real madrid have reportedly uh, been told by La Liga that they need to lower their wage bill considerably. I still find this surprising that Erdogan would be on that because he's not one of their highest earners. So I don't think it would make a massive impact on their wage bill if Erdogan was to say move on. 
I think you'd be looking to move on some of the other players in the team that are much more higher earners. That's why I was surprised that Marcelo is being kept on. So players like him and him and uh, when you look at some of the older players in the team, Luka Modric just on a new contract. They are moving on Rafael Varane, so that will obviously remove an element of it, despite the fact they wanted to keep it. They've already moved on Sergio Ramos. They could look to move on Audrey Zola because he's not really getting too many minutes at right back. Nacho Fernandez, I think, is just signing a new contract as well. Uh, Lucas Vasquez, I think they want to keep to, although he has suffered a big injury recently. But maybe Odegaard is the one that they choose to get rid of. And uh, and Arsenal, I'm sure, will be all over that one if in case it does become available. Uh, Sol says, uh, is Julian Brandt that big of a stretch for us to go and pursue, uh, given the fact that we are desperately in need of a camp? The thing about Julian Brandt is that I'm just not a big fan of him. I think he's declined over the last year. He hasn't stepped up and stepped on from his time at Bayer Leverkusen. And ultimately, it's been a bit second fiddle at Borussia Dortmund. And I'm not sure that's the type of player that I want to see Arsenal go for because it would just be too great of a risk for me. Uh, Chris, no, nothing new on Kalasinac leaving so far, which is a little bit worrying because there were some links to the likes of Lazio and Trabzonspor and Fenerbahce, but they've all gone very quiet. I imagine what may happen eventually is Arsenal end up buying out his contracts, which is going to be a shame, but it's all become to a mutual agreement to terminate it and then he can leave somewhere for free, but nothing, nothing new. Uh, whatsoever. Lars, what's my other job? Uh, I'm a full-time football writer over at 101 Great Goals, Lars. So you can catch my articles over there if you want to know what my other job is. Uh, Arslan says, who would you take at right back? Celik or Rydal Baku? Uh, I would take Rydal Baku all day long, Arslan. I think it'd be a better investment for the team. Henrik says, should Arsenal go for a player like Marla uh, from Atalanta? Uh, I think he's a, a certainly a definitely a good option. I think he's played very well at Atalanta. I think he was excellent for Genk when he was playing in the Belgian league. And that's obviously where he made his name before moving to Serie A. And had a really good European Championships too and was one of the standout players of the tournament. So I'd be very much up for Arsenal having a look at Joachim Mahler. No problem at all. Uh, Sahil says, if we are going for a number 10, do you think we should go for Coop Miners and another CDM than Awar? And a C well, I mean, Coop Miners is your... Still more of your kind of your deep line centre mid. I don't think um, he's going to operate kind of that far advanced. He does score a couple of goals, more than a couple of goals, to be fair to him. He's very good at set pieces. Um, I'd, I'd like to see us go for an A and a CDM. So, yeah, I would rather Coop Miners over Awar plus, say, a Basuma and then go for an Erdogan or go for a Kamada or go for a Sabit. So those types of signings. But I wouldn't necessarily uh, want to say go for Coop Miners a number six, and no one else. Alan Matthew says, what do you think of Tavaj? Uh, is he a left mid or a left back? Uh, he will work as a left wing back well in a 3-4-3. I think he can play both roles from the looks of things, Alan. I think he suits more a wing back because his defensive side of his game is more questionable. And I had a few people leave comments saying it's Tavarez, and it's from, from what I've been told from my Portuguese friends and even from his own pronunciation – you don't pronounce the R uh, very, you know, it's not like a hard R. And so it's just Tavaj um, from, from all of the Portuguese people I've spoken to and from hearing him say his own name. So uh, when it is Tavares, apparently that's not the correct way to pronounce it. But, you know, each to their own. Uh, Mr. Harrison Carnaby says, what is uh, a Basuma going for these days? I think you'd be looking for between 30 to 40 million pounds from Brighton for him. Uh, you think they've let a, a young homegrown centre-back go for about 50 a non-homegrown 24-year-old centre midfielder, I think you're looking more 
uh, between 30 and 40 million pounds. Uh, Tony says, what is a realistic prediction of where Arsenal could end this season, especially with no European distraction? I think Arsenal should be looking to challenge for top four. I'm not saying that should be the expectation that we get into top four, but I think a good season would be top six. I think a great season would be top four. Uh, Adam, what do I think of Guido Rodriguez? I'd absolutely be up for signing him. I think he's a really good central midfielder. Real Betis, Argentina international, four starts at the uh, Copa America this season too. And I think obviously if you go and watch our tactical breakdown of him, you'll see even more reasons as to why I like the player very much. Um, Jacobus says, uh, if money was not an obstacle, who would you sign at Cam? If money was not an obstacle... If money was no obstacle, then you go and say, look, Aston Villa, he's 110 million quid and we'll take Jack Grealish. I think that would be it. Um, if you're being more, a little bit more realistic, then you would say James Madison. I'm trying to think of anyone else. Pedri is another one, although I like him playing kind of as a number eight in a 4-3-3. But Pedri as well is another player that I'd certainly be interested in Arsenal going for. Danny Olmo from RB Leipzig, another player. Uh, there are lots out there if money wasn't an option. Chris P, what's happening with Torreira? Still on holiday, still coming, waiting to come back from the Copper America. Uh, extra recovery time that's been given to him. We don't ultimately know what's going to happen with him still. No new links whatsoever uh, for our little Uruguayan. So we wait and see whether or not indeed uh, we do end up moving him on or if he's kept at the club for backup next season. Um when do I see Arteta getting sacked, Taib? I I don't at the moment. <laughs> it's the honest answer to that. I, I don't see that happening. Uh, Mr. Harrison Carnaby says, Hey, Tom, are you having any concerns with our pre-season performances? Not really. No, I thought yesterday was really positive. The amount of chances that we created was great. It's one of our biggest problems last season was chance creation. We created a lot of chances. The only issue for me was really the, the finishing and defending set pieces. They were the two problems that we faced. And there are two very clear things that we need to improve upon. And specifically, Abamie needs to improve on his finishing. And we need to defend set pieces much, much better. But we are missing, of course, Gabriel is very good in the air uh, at the back. Holding, I think, should be better and should do better. But we wait and see. I don't think it's. Too, I don't think these performances are concerning by any stretch of the imagination. It's pre-season. Um, it's it's just not something I'm concerned about, really, to be honest. Uh, Aditya says, "Morning, Tom. What are your opinions on Aubameyang? Do we need to worry about him? No. And if Laka leaves, what, who do you think we should be bringing in as a suitable candidate to replace him? Um, I really like Roman Yeremchuk from from Ghent, uh, and of course from Ukraine, and played at the European Championships. I like him a lot." Um, in terms of possible other options, there's not loads out there, to be honest. Alexander Izak signed a new deal. Andre Silva's moved to RB Leipzig. There are just not enough, for me, options out there. Some people suggested Patrick Schick, but I'm not sure that it's... I don't think that's quite a big risk to just rely on his kind of Euro 2020 form when his form for Leverkusen's not been amazing. It's not been bad, but it's not been amazing. And I think we should really be looking to upgrade if possible. So I think there's plenty of options. Um, Arsenal says, if we want to play 4-3-3, then Renato Sanchez is perfect. I'm not a big fan of Renato Sanchez. His injury record, his consistency, his defensive capabilities, do, and his passing as well. All of those things together do not outweigh uh, the positives of his on-the-ball dribbling and his progression on the ball as well. I'm just not a fan. And I think there is, when you actually study Renato Sanchez in more detail than just having a look at a highlight reel, you understand that it's it's just way, way too risky of a signing for me to, to say, yeah, 100% we should go for Renato Sanchez. He misses so many games throughout different seasons. He's massively injury prone. If we spend that amount of money on him, I just think it's too much of a risk 
for Arsenal to go for. I'd much rather go in and buy someone that's going to give you a consistent performance in midfield and be quality in both directions. And I'm not sure that Renato Sanchez is that. He's very much a FIFA merchant player that I know a lot of people like on the game, but when it translates to real life, it just isn't uh, the reality, unfortunately. Uh, smash the like, says EKK. Definitely follow his instructions. Uh, Adam says, probably around Christmas time, Arteta's sacking. We don't know. We don't know what's going to happen. We There is no way that we can kind of even predict at this stage what's going to happen. So there's no point even trying it. Uh, Marla would join his great Danish predecessor at Arsenal, the, the venerable John Jensen. The thing about bringing in Danish players right now is I think there's a lot of hype around Danish players, and quite rightly, the coaching in the country is improving all the time. We're seeing that with the young players that are coming through, like Mikkel Damsgaard is another player that's really interesting as well. And we've seen an improvement in that Danish squad through experience and also through... Uh, through the uh, through the young sides as well, and for the youth teams, and that's been showing on the international stages. Uh, Mr. Harrison Carnaby, thank you ever so much for joining us as a member, mate. Really appreciate it. support. Always a loyal listener. I noticed in the chat box, so thank you very much. Uh, no sleep says, how many contracts are we going to cancel by the end of the window? Sales aren't looking good. I'll give you an answer at the start of August. Um, we'll wait until then to see if there's any movement before we start answering that kind of question. Uh, Chris P, can we uh, get behind Arteta, please? The LG poison is spreading over here, it feels. He's not getting sacked before the season starts. So can people uh, stop complaining and get behind him and the team for one game? I hope that we do. I hope that we do get behind him. I hope that we do back him um, to succeed. As I said, at the end of last season, I thought he probably deserved to go, um, but he didn't. And so therefore, we're going to back him from game one. But he's under pressure from game one, as always. Uh, Anantha says, hi, Tom. Uh, from your view, Varane for 50 million or Ben White for 50 million is the better deal? Obviously, it's very difficult to say right now because um, you don't know how Varane's going to transition. You don't know how Ben White's going to transition. The thing about Varane, I mean, in terms of his age, in terms of his wages, in terms of his the risk associated with that signing, um, he's 28. Uh, he turns 29 next season. Um, 50 million on him is a, is a lot of money, but he's a very good player um, from that. Uh, I think he's got, obviously, he's a really quick centre-back. I'm just trying to check out his injury record now and seeing how many injuries he's suffered with, just checking out on transfer marks. But, I mean, he's rated at 63 million there, and he's gone for less than that. So that's a good bit of business from in regards to kind of how much they've spent on him. His wages are going to be excessive. Um, and he would have gone to, it was always going to go to Man United. So last season, he missed eight games through injury through two different, oh, to be fair, one of them was because of the pandemic, so that doesn't really count. Uh, one game in 2019-20, one game, five games in 18-19. Uh, oh, a lot of injuries in 2017-18, a lot of injuries in 16-17 as well. So he does suffer from the odd injury. Uh, he's not injury prone, um, but I just think 50 million for... Uh, 50 million for, for Rafael Varane, 50 million for Ben White. You can understand why they both cost the same when one's homegrown, 23, loads of potential, and the other one is 28 turning 29, um, 50 million coming from abroad, big, big wages, risk associated with transitioning across to the Premier League. So it's, I don't know, it's, it's the better deal for each team, I think. For, for Man United, it's, it's a good move for them. For Arsenal, it's a good move to bring in Ben White. So I think it suits both teams kind of, you know, kind of equally. We'll see next season 
anyway, Daniel Power, thank you ever so much, mate, for becoming a member. Really appreciate your support. I see all your kind comments on the videos as well, Dan. So really appreciate that. And I'm sure you'll get a big welcome from our members in the chat box as well. Uh, watching us all the way from China. Awesome. Uh, that means you're getting up at uh, a very reasonable time to watch these shows. Um, I think that is probably where we're going to finish off today's show. That concludes all of the news and all of your questions as well. I'll be back a little bit later on today on a Burkamp Wonderland, which is a channel that you should all be checking out. I'll be joining Chris Carpenter to talk about a lot about how we actually got to 25,000 subscribers. I kind of want to do a video like that on my channel as well, but slightly different. I've got a few things planned that I'm going to try and learn to do and, and plan to do. We'll see if that actually comes to fruition or not. Uh, as I said, I am on holiday from tomorrow. There will be an 8am show as always, though. That's what I'm planning to do. I'll still be here tomorrow morning for the show, um, but from... Tuesday to Friday, I'll be uh, doing the shows from the Peak District in the UK and pray that we've got good uh, internet connection is what I'm hoping for. If not, I'm sorry, but there's nothing I can do about it. And I need this is the first holiday I've had in... Or when was the last time? So I work six out of seven days a week uh, at 101. Technically, seven out of seven days if you count this. And the last time I had a break was in 2020, August, August of 2020 was the last time I didn't have more than one day off a week. So it's, it's a well-deserved rest is what it is. Um, please drop a like on the video. Please subscribe to the channel if you're new around here with those notifications turned on so you never miss a show. And if you would like to help support the channel like Dan, uh, and like Mr. Harrison Carnaby did today in the chat, then you can join up as a member. And if you are indeed an expert member or a TGT ambassador, then you can join our Discord server as well. I'll see you guys a little bit later on. It's been an absolute pleasure as always. And as always, up the Arsenal. It's the 90 plus minute. All your mates around, and you've got a McNuggets share box ready to go, and you know a late winner's coming. Your mates already got booked for a double dipping, and you steal the last nugget, snatching all three points. Perfection. Order now on the McDonald's app for your McDelivery. You in? At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee, and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. And there it is. That's as good as it gets on this stage. Nissan Townstar EV strikes again. It's an unstoppable van. Unstoppable. Look, just fantastic. You can actually see the ProPilot technology in action. Effortless parallel parking. It moves with all the confidence that comes with a five-year warranty. And with a bench full of all-star van experts, there's real strength in depth here. That's all-star quality. Search Nissan Townstar EV and visit your local all-star van centre to see for yourself. Terms and conditions apply. Five years or 100,000 miles, whichever comes first. ProPilot is an advanced driver-assist technology. Driver's responsibility to stay alert, drive safely, and control vehicle at all times. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.